Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3, we're committed to empowering people in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Positivity, a growth mindset, and improvement is what we're about. Every day, we have the opportunity to better ourselves and our world. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life. Today I have some special guests joining our show as we have Ian Lucas and Bradley Davis as well as one of their other friends from Valparaiso University. Ian is a recent alum and Bradley attends Valpo along with one of their buddies that's joining us on the program to discuss their faith in action. Bradley and Ian were with me on mission in March in Macy, Nebraska, as we volunteered to help out with Native Americans in a community and school at uh, St. Augustine's, and we also did a lot of work on the reservation. They were tremendous in their help and did awesome work with the kids there, just really igniting some hope. And I'm super excited for them to share with us some of their experiences and how that's impacted them recently, as well as having been involved with the Baseball Miracles 5K fundraiser. We're going to dive into that, as well as how their faith has impacted them. So we're talking about going on mission and boldly living out one's faith while they give to others. All these gentlemen have been or go to Valparaiso University in Indiana, and they're just uh, gracious to share with me some of their time, their treasure, and their talent, as well as you all, our listeners out there. We're really in for a big-time treat to hear what they have to say and just to dive into their life to see how God continues to open up opportunities and how they seek out ways to help others in a beautiful manner. It's not every day that you find some college students and those who are recent alums who really seek out ways to impact other people, especially during this pandemic. And they've been a bright light and a ray of hope for so many in their local community, as well as those throughout the world. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Dan, how you doing? Doing well on this end. How are things out there in Indiana? Pretty good. A little rainy right now, but we're, yeah. we're hanging in there. No, that's all right. The weather is definitely uh, turning a little bit here as well as, uh, you know, some colder, colder weather's coming our way, fall's settling in, but uh, I think it, it it's going to turn out okay like it always does. That's right. It's pumpkin spice season. We got to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to bake some apple pies, go to the orchard and uh, get some fun times in with full foliage. That's right. So uh, maybe you guys can just introduce yourself, um, give us a little background information on what you've been up to lately and a little about your faith journey up until this point, maybe a little snippet of what things were like growing up, and then we'll dive into what you've been up to more recently. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, I can, I can go ahead and go first. <clears throat> so my name is Ian Lucas. Uh, I'm a recent grad of Valparaiso University. I just graduated in May. Um, I'm now currently working uh, for Motorola Solutions, uh, which is usually uh, in downtown Chicago. But uh, with COVID and everything, I've been I've been working from home from home the last uh, last few months. And um, yeah, in terms of my faith journey, I, I, I can just give a, a little snippet. Yeah, I was I was born and raised Catholic, baptized as a baby. Um, 
yeah, and kind of grew up with some interest in the faith. Um, but then, yeah, right, right around like uh, high school, early college, I definitely started falling away from the faith in in different aspects of my life. And yeah, just uh, in college, I ended up going on a, a retreat um, through our student center and just really, really ignited my fire for my faith. Um, and it's just kept going since then. And um, yeah, actually now. I'm currently uh, living in a house of discernment. Uh, yeah, discerning the priesthood a little bit. Um, and yes, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to recently. But um, yeah, so I guess that's that's me. Wow, that's awesome. Ian, it makes me really excited to hear that you are discerning the priesthood. You're with other really uh, spiritual guys that are probably also going through that process. I kind of can attest to that as well because there was a time in my life uh, during my college years out of Lemoyne that I also was discerning the priesthood. And what you'll learn a lot is by doing that intense prayer, by kind of listening to God, what he's putting on your heart, he's going to have some great things planned ahead for you. So we certainly wish you all the best with that. And we need uh, great guys like you to even consider that type of vocation because it's something that we truly need in the church is more, you know, very on fire Catholic men that would even consider that calling. So I commend you wholeheartedly for that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. We definitely need uh, a lot of on fire men like these two that I'm with uh, to, to pursue faith just more deeply in general. So yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, so we also have two other members of the community with us tonight. Uh, love to uh, have Bradley speak, and then he can maybe introduce our last member that will be joining us for the podcast. Hi, um, I guess my name is Bradley Davis. Um, I'm a sophomore mechanical engineering and physics major at Valpo. Um, I guess growing up, um, I was baptized, I guess, Presbyterian. Um, and that's what my parents kind of raised us as, but probably around my early teenage years, we sort of stopped going to church and really after like all throughout probably middle school and high school, God really wasn't a part of my life, uh, almost really at all. Um, and then I guess when I came to St. T's, or I guess when I came to Velpo, I met this really cool guy. Um, his name is Garrett Howard. He's the other gen gentleman doing the podcast tonight. But he kind of brought me into the faith. He he introduced me to RCIA. And this past summer, um, I had my confirmation in First Communion. So that was a really powerful experience for me and probably one of the best decisions of my life. Um. I guess what's going on now, uh, I'm just working on my stu stu uh, studies and trying to be involved in my fraternity and on campus here. So, Yeah, that's, Bradley, first of all, I got to commend you for your courage and willingness to be vulnerable and share some of that because it's not always easy to share things about our faith when it comes to, you know, not all the time that we have everything perfectly lined up and all the answers right away. And I think that's what's important for people to understand that it is a journey and each of us is coming at it from a different beginning. And uh, the nice thing is that 
we, along with God, are the co-creators and can make it into wherever he calls us to. So thank you for, you know, putting it out there even right away and being able to share with people that, you know, it wasn't that you were Catholic all the way throughout. You know, there was a different way for you to come to your faith. And, and it's really cool that you're on the podcast today with some really great guys that have helped you. And I know me personally getting a chance to meet you and serve with you on mission in March. It's amazing to me because if I hadn't known that about you beforehand, I wouldn't have been able to guess that because you have such a strong faith and I know that continues to grow as time goes on. So it's really awesome to see that come alive and to see you really develop that and solidify it now that you're in college at a time when so many young people often fall away from their faith you're actually clinging on to it and getting into it even deeper and doing some tremendous things with it so it's awesome man yeah thanks uh yeah for sure we we don't always start in the same place but we're trying to get to the same place i guess so amen to that yeah Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to open it up for our third member who's joining us, and uh, this is the first time I'm speaking uh, to you, and we're really happy and excited for you to uh, be joining us today, so maybe give us a little bit of background on yourself and what what you do there in that community and, and how you've been able to help guide people like Bradley to come to the faith. Yeah, so uh, it's nice to meet you, Dan. I'm Garrett Howard. I am a sophomore business major with a minor in aviation. Um, but I grew up a cradle Catholic in Kansas city and I kind of just walked through the motions my whole life, never really took the faith very seriously until about my junior, senior year of high school. when I took an apologetics class and realized that the faith as little as I thought it was should be the most important part of my life. And so going into college, I decided to kind of take the faith as my own and help other people have, um, moments of realization like I did. And so I very quickly learned that Bradley had a desire for truth, and I even took him to a Lutheran deacon and helped and just kind of gave him the options and let him decide because I didn't want to push him one way or the other, even though I may have pushed him a little bit more to being Catholic, (laughs) Um, but I've really found enjoyment in bringing others towards the faith and kind of showing them the apologetic side of the faith that you don't hear about a lot. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. It's so good that there are young people like yourself who are fired up and who are willing to be a shepherd, so to speak, and lead other young people and to show that it can be not only cool, but it's something that we all need and it's going to add value. It's going to add meaning to our life. And ultimately, it's what matters the most. So again, I commend you and, and these other two gentlemen who are willing to join us today to share that and to talk about things that a lot of times people kind of hide behind or they don't really want to be outspoken about it. But it's really important to speak about it because people have to understand especially during the trying times of our life, but really during every moment when we're close to God, really everything can be under control when the world around us is swirling and it looks like there's no answers. And I want to flow into that next question is, how's the pandemic impacted each of you and what kind of challenges have you been facing specifically where you've seen God working in your life despite the way of the world with 
COVID going on and separation and social distancing, as well as the social unrest and injustices that have been taking place, where do you see God in, in and through all this and how has it impacted your faith? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can go ahead and start. Um, yeah. So COVID has been definitely a, a very interesting time. Um, obviously it's nothing that we could have seen coming, especially on the, uh, you know, kind of the huge scale that it's hit everybody um, uh, individually, as well as like our community as a whole. Um, yeah. I think for me, uh, the biggest challenge I've had through COVID is just, um, the uh, the thirst for community that maybe hasn't that hasn't been quite as accessible as it was before. Um, yeah, I know, especially kind of in my life right now, I've been going through a lot of different transitions. You know, just recently graduated, starting a new job for the first time. Obviously, kind of entering into some of this uh, discernment of the priesthood, and yeah, just kind of have, have had like a lot of those kind of transitions on my mind. Um, yeah, and uh, I think with COVID, it's it's definitely been been a challenge to uh, to um, yeah just you know with some people not being able to travel and come be with me maybe as regularly as I'd want to or me being able to go and visit other people maybe as regularly as I would want to also um, yeah and just kind of the whole fear surrounding it um, that has kind of been crippling our country a little bit um, yeah it's definitely it's definitely been difficult but yeah certainly I I I, I certainly see God working through this time. Um, yeah, I think, I think in my own life, um, I think he's provided me just with an opportunity to seek out people more instead of like, you know, cause like the convenience factor has been taken away in, in a sense. And it's, it's been more of like a, you know, a, a more of an effort to try to reach out to people. And I think he's presented me with this opportunity to, uh, you know, to go out, and to go on mission when maybe it isn't the, the most easy time to do that. And um, yeah, and I mean, his grace is, his grace is always there and his, his remains, remains with us and in me throughout this time. But uh, yeah, I guess those are kind of, kind of some of my thoughts on the COVID. What do you, what do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I, first of all, I just want to comment yeah. briefly is definitely during the uncertainty and during the quiet moments of our life when God can sometimes show up and speak to us the most and in a very impactful manner. And when you've shared with us earlier that you're discerning the priesthood and this kind of came to be, and this is happening in the midst of COVID it, to me, just looking at it from an outsider's perspective, sort of makes sense in a way because you had this time to be separated from others and have that quiet first time and God has been able to speak to you, which is kind of cool. And regardless of how this plays out and whatever path he decides to lay out and you decide to take, ultimately, I think it's good for people to understand that there are a lot of times blessings in disguise and when God might seem far away or not speaking to us at all, that's when he actually will show up and we'll be able to relay what we need to hear. And the other thing is that you mentioned seeking out people more and, and going after them. And during when it's maybe not so convenient, I think that helps us to grow and to challenge ourselves and our faith and be stretched. And it's, you know, going after the people who are the quote unquote lost sheep that need it the most that we certainly will have the, uh, the greatest impact on. So, Awesome job. Keep yeah. that up. Yeah, for sure. 
What about you, Bradley? Um, I guess going back home was probably the hardest part, um, especially with prayer. Um, just because I guess all I really knew of prayer before I went back home was just like me and Garrett going to adoration <laughs> like at, at every night and I had someone to keep me accountable. And that's something sure. that I definitely didn't have when I was at home. So prayer was just something that was really hard for me when I home when I went home. But um I feel that like through that time, um, I got a lot of graces and I got a lot know a lot more about myself and mm. I feel like I was able to grow a lot as well. Um but I feel like in in a way, um, it was kind of a real blessing to be able to go back home um, because I got to spend a lot of time with my family, which originally when I came home, I wasn't like the biggest fan of. But... <laughs> we won't yeah. tell them that. Won't they might be this. listening, but, but the story changes yes, yes. here. I'm hoping anyway, right? <laughs> I guess, um, like, growing up, me and my brother, like, weren't, like, super close. We fought a lot. I mean, not, like, like fist fights or <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, good. I, but, uh, I don't know. I felt like our relationship was able to grow a lot, and I was able to get a lot closer with my brother and with my whole family. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go back home. <laughs> no, that's great, man. It's great because it just, again – relays to our listeners that God shows up sometimes in the most unexpected ways and in the unexpected times. And, you know, when you're challenged and things happen that are out of the ordinary, he can make something extraordinary happen. And you're going to be around your family all the time. So what a, like you said, what a blessing in disguise. That's awesome. Yeah. How, how about for you, Gary? Um, a little bit of what Ian and Bradley said. Um, it was super good to spend time with my family. I enjoyed that a lot. But one thing that I learned about myself and also my faith was that it was super easy when the faith was convenient, when I had Bradley that could just walk across the street to the student center and could go to adoration. And when I was at home, it wasn't as convenient. And I think I really struggled with that while being at home. And God kind of showed me that it's going to take more effort from me to grow the relationship with him that he and I desired. And even with my friendships, because when I wasn't seeing my friends every single day, I did feel like I was slowly drifting apart. And it kind of showed me that I needed to put more effort into those friendships to call them every once in a while to go, like, go on a walk at a park with them and just talk about life rather than just meeting up on PlayStation and playing some games for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I can kind of relate to that, too, because, you know, relationships are the key to human life and help us all throughout our journey together. And it's those friendships that are rock solid that are going to stand the test of time and any kind of trial that we might be facing, whether it be the pandemic and separation or whether it be that one of us goes through something that's really difficult and we got to be there and be that rock for that other person. Those roles will continue to have to be steady and, lasting because people are going to need that support especially when it comes to walking the road of faith and being the best that we can possibly be and living that full and abundant life 
Now, I've had the privilege of working with a couple of you on mission in Macy, Nebraska. We served on some Native American reservations. Uh, certainly, you guys had the heart of service and did incredible work with the kids at St. Augustine School, as well as helping the poor in the community, which was uh, very memorable for me to see such young people really fired up to get involved. I want to ask, you know, both of you, Bradley and Ian and Garrett, if you've done some work with people uh, in your community or you've had experiences to this nature, what gets you guys desiring to want to be involved and to go on mission? And like Ian mentioned before, seek out people that might need God in their life. Yeah. Bradley, you want to kick us off this time? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess for the mission trip, especially that was something that I don't know. I think God really moved my heart to go on that because originally I was not planning on going on it. It was midnight of the night of the deadline <laughs> and it was actually, it was past the deadline. It was like 1230 and then like, I called, I called on my parents and like, Hey, Hey mom, hey mom and dad, I really want to go on this mission trip. And they're like, uh, all right. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I feel like the Lord definitely moved my heart. Um, and I was really glad that I went on that mission trip. Um, I felt that I definitely learned a lot, but, um, I feel like, I feel like that that is really just the way that we can show our love for Christ. Because love, like, love, mm. I don't know. I, I've heard this a lot, but love isn't, like, like a feeling you get around, like, someone you really like. And it's it's not like that. It's, it's a choice. It's, like, it's a decision to love. And, like, if you don't act, like, in obedience of God's will, then, like, do you really love him, I guess? I love that because you're right. Love is a choice. We have to go out there and be the hands and feet of Christ by showing up in people's lives. That's what you guys did. It's not an everyday thing that people will take a week of their life and go to a place that's unfamiliar, number one, to step away from reality, put all the cell phone, social media, all the creature comforts of home and you know modern day life away to take a step into someone else's world and walk a little bit in their shoes and to understand what they're going through and to be with them. But if you think about what Jesus did, that's exactly what he did. And I think that's why we are called to mission. And it's a blessing that you decide to say yes. That's a huge thing that people out there have to understand. It doesn't matter when you say yes, whether you say it when the mission trip letter gets first printed or you say it at 1230 <laughs> after the midnight hour. The fact is you answered the bell, you heeded the call, and you showed up. And I think that's what people really can take away from what you just said, going out there and being just who you are and encountering people where they're at and meeting them there and just experiencing and not having to do that much, but hanging out with them and just showing they matter. So thanks, Bradley. And I'm, I'm super glad I got to meet you. That's for sure. And, and 
have you on the, the show today, but also to see how God continues to work in your life. What about you, Ian? Why did you decide to to show up there in Macy, Nebraska, and to give your time and treasure away to some Yeah, some so kids? Um, I would say uh, my, uh, my journey with mission actually began the year before. Um, uh, it, was, it was right around the time where I kind of reconverted and came back to the Catholic faith more fully. Um, and I said yes to going on a another mission trip. Uh, I went with Hope of the Poor to Mexico City. Um, and yeah, that, that trip actually was a kind of the, the, I guess, lighter fluid that, you know, kind of ignited my fire for mission. Um, and, and, um, so when this opportunity with, uh, to going, to going to Macy came up initially, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit like Bradley where I was like, um, Nebraska, like, <laughs> like what, what could be in Nebraska, you know, and especially after like, the, you know, being in Mexico city, I mean. And especially being with like Our Lady of Guadalupe, I was like, man, there's no way that this could be, this could be any good. But you know, <laughs> my expectations were met and exceeded, you know, by being in Nebraska, and it just really blew me away, honestly. Like, I think the the two biggest things that um, I took away from that, and um, yeah, just continued to to feel my feel my fire for that was, um, yeah, just you know, kind of like the whole Nebraska thing. It's just like you don't expect something like that, like that level of poverty and that level of brokenness that we experience there. Um, and, you know, kind of hearing about the, uh, I think especially one thing that touched my heart was like hearing about like the suicide rates and like the alcohol abuse and mm. um, yeah, just kind of all the other, all the other darkness that was there. And um, yeah, just knowing that like, that's, that's in the, that's in the continental United States, you know, that was, that was, we drove there. You know, that was that was not that far away. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that that was definitely eye opening. And I, I feel like it honestly speaks to um, what Mother Teresa, you know, when she was when she was on mission in Calcutta and she was talking about how, um, you know, you need to find your own mission field. Like you don't need to travel to like mm. a distant land or some foreign country to go on mission. It's like there's poverty right in your backyard. And yeah, I think that that um, that's really stuck with me. Um, yeah. And I think, I think another thing from that mission trip that I definitely, uh, took away and it just really let my, uh, my fire even more for, for mission is just how little things can have such an impact in people's faith journey. Like, um, you know, when we were on that mission and we were, I mean, basically, I mean, we were just playing with the kids. Like that's what we did for most of the day was just playing with them, giving them attention and, you know, showing love to them in any way that we could. And, just seeing how it truly touched their hearts, you know. Um, yeah, I, I remember especially there was, uh, there was one kid who was there and he was like, he was stone cold like the entire time. And he was, he was just so like a tough, tough guy to crack. And like, he was kind of being a little bit rude to most, most of us. And then like, by the end of it, he was just like, like he, he prayed with somebody in our group and just like completely like started like opening up and the, uh, really you could tell that he was touched by God's grace in that moment. And like, again, ultimately all we did, it's like, we weren't preaching them. We weren't telling them to like, you know, you know, go get baptized or whatever. It's just like, we just loved them and we'd love the best of our ability. And I think that that mm. is like, yeah, I don't know. It's just so powerful. Absolutely. 
what you said really resonates and is extremely valuable because the poor are all around us. As you mentioned, mission is now and always. It's not going to just be compartmentalized into a week trip here or there. I think for a lot of people that can, as you refer to also, ignite their faith and light that spark as God, you know, sends that match to them and then wakes them up or takes them to the next level. But wherever we are, whether it be in our own backyard at home or we travel to a far distance land, there's people that need his love. There are people that need his light. And we're called to be those those beacons of light, that hope for other people. So it's really important for our listeners out there to understand no matter where they are on this journey, they can in their own way do small things, as Mother Teresa mentioned, with great love. And that's what it's about. Whatever treasure you have, whatever time you have, whatever you enjoy doing, your passions, your talent, if you're investing in other people, you're willing to listen, you're providing them an opportunity to be heard and to show them God's love, that's mission work right there. We're all called to be missionaries. So I appreciate you sharing that because it's something that can't be stated enough. So Garrett, I'm... I'm not sure if you've had experiences like this and if you had great and it would be awesome to hear it. If you haven't even sharing some things that are ways that God has showed up in your life, or you've been able to be a missionary in your own way in the area. So where you're I haven't gotten to go on any mission trips like going to Nebraska or Mexico city, but um, I did go to a Catholic high school and we were required to do service hours um, and 40 hours a year. Um, in my freshman and sophomore year, those hours could be with any agency, and you could do one eight one hour with one agency and 39 with another. Um, so they didn't really care. But my junior and senior year, all 40 hours for one year had to be with one agency. Um, and so my senior year, I decided to go help out at an old person's home. And the thing that really moved me with the 40 hours in one place was the relationship that you started to grow over those 40 hours with the people that you helped. And especially being at an old person's home, a lot of those elderly folk didn't know how long they would have left. And a lot of those times Mm -hmm. their family wouldn't come back to see them. Like they just get kind of dumped there because their family didn't want to take care of them. And so Mm -hmm. by serving and getting to go there multiple times a week, they would love to see my friends and I's faces when we showed up to do our service hours. And although some of them didn't remember us every time we came back because of uh, issues from getting older, they were so happy to see young people come in and want to help serve them and just to grow with them. Like there was one guy named Howard that I think I heard the story of how he met his wife about 30 times, (laughs) but it was truly amazing to get to hang out with them. And like Ian was saying, I wasn't, trying to evangelize with them I would just sit down and have lunch with them or play bingo and just listen to their stories and just give them attention that you need and it was super powerful afterwards to kind of just be a witness that those people still need the attention that we do as, as college students um, and it's kind of sad that there's lots of people that just get put in elderly homes that will just die without having their family come to see him much. And it breaks my heart. 
I'm glad you mentioned that because one thing that I heard and learned from Craig Joring, who is the co-founder of Hope of the Poor, and these guys mentioned being on mission in Basie, Nebraska. That was with Danny Ledger, who's also the other co-founder of Hope of the Poor. Craig mentioned numerous times when we were in Mexico City that the greatest loneliness, the greatest poverty in the world is loneliness and being unloved. And when you mentioned the elderly home and going there and developing relationships with people, showing they mattered, listening to them, sitting with them, even if they tell you a story 10 times in a single day or even in an hour, it shows that you care and it shows that they matter that they're noticed and they're recognized. And that's a beautiful testament to your faith and the relationships that you built because that's what it's about. And when we build meaningful relationships with other people, it allows us to have God use us as a vessel and a tool to be able to share his love with them in an even more powerful way. So I appreciate you sharing those times that you had when you were in high school and you did those volunteering opportunities to bring some kind of hope and just show the elderly that they do matter. My challenge to our listeners out there is for you to get involved in your own way, whether that be visiting an elderly person in your own family or your community, whether it be going on mission to a faraway place or it's volunteering at a soup kitchen or a shelter, whether it be doing something for a friend or a neighbor. There's so many ways that we can show up in people's lives, provide hope. We can do it through prayer. It doesn't have to necessarily cost us a ton of money or even a ton of time. But it's about being that light in a dark place. It's about trying to allow God to infiltrate our lives so we can be a blessing to other people. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Be right back at it in a moment. This podcast is sponsored by EF3 Life. Make sure to visit ef3life.com to gain access to faith-filled and inspiring books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within. Life is a journey. There are mountain and valley moments. But if we remain faithful and connected to the Lord, He will help us to achieve great things, be filled with great joy. Follow us on social media at EF3Life. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. I'm here with Valparaiso students and alumni, including the likes of Ian, Bradley, and Garrett. Before the break, we were discussing how our faith can be a journey and that faith in action is something that each of us is called to. We're all called to mission. Let's hear some more from our guests on the show that are willing to share with us a deep dive into their faith journey. Now, in the second part, I want to just take a little bit of a deep dive into your daily walk with God, because certainly the amount of faith that you're living out is a testament to how powerful your faith is and how important it is. But for our listeners, sometimes people don't understand how they can start, especially younger people. You know, how do I get started with developing my relationship with God? I understand it's important. But how do I do it? How do I connect with God on a daily basis? So we'll start with that. What are ways that you guys are able to connect with God on a daily basis? And maybe give us one of 
your key takeaways that can help them to deepen their faith, especially if they're unsure. Yeah, of how to yeah, that's it. a really good question. Um, yeah, I think um, I think one one piece of advice that I received that um, has been really helpful in beginning my faith journey was just take the time, you know. And that's I think that that's where a lot of it begins, you know. Um, I think that for me, like. And, and not just specifically for me, I mean, it's, it's for like everybody, but like, you know, the, the root of, you know, the faith life begins in prayer and, um, and frequenting the sacraments. And, um, yeah, I've tried to, uh, to the best of my ability, you know, kind of root myself in that. And, um, yeah, I mean, especially with, with first getting started, um, I think a lot of it is just being faithful like being faithful to your time of prayer that you set for the day like i mean in and especially if you're just trying to start off like you, i mean you don't have to start off like swinging home runs and going for holy hours and stuff you know even if it's just 15 <laughs> minutes but but plan it out for your day like when you when you're looking at your day you know schedule in that 15 minutes and be be faithful to it because you know, ultimately, if you if you start rolling on that and you do 15 minutes and then maybe step it up to 20 or 25 and 30, and ultimately you'll you'll find yourself, you know, being able to do a, a holy hour and and, you know, in not even only being able to, but wanting to do it, you know, because the more you pray, the more you want to pray. And um, yeah, I think ultimately, uh, yeah, just being faithful is such a huge thing um, that I've learned throughout my my still uh <laughs> still early fresh uh faith journey um yeah and i think that that's uh that's definitely a huge thing and you know for anybody anybody listening that's you know just maybe unsure about if they want to start or like not really knowing where to start just start small you know give give god 15 minutes of your day that's one percent of your day you can give god one percent of your day um yeah, I think just just starting small and being faithful to that to that, like you'll be so beyond blown away where God will lead you through just being faithful in that those small moments. Great advice, Ian. Making prayer a priority is certainly something that's important and building that positive habit. And when we get into that routine and we understand that this is something we have to focus on and actually do and put in some work god then will give us these amazing graces and as you mentioned before it will turn from in the beginning maybe something that i have to have on my calendar to something that i want to and i don't want to miss and that that's when you really know that it's sinking in and that your heart is changing because you desire to spend time with and not God to mention it's not too. I mean, it's an like, obligation. I mean, with anything else, if you like, you want to become good at something, you know, if you're sitting there and you, you want to become a saint, but like, that's such an intimidating thing. It's like, um, you know, if you want to get good at something, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta, you know, start small and be faithful to those, to those times. It's like, you know, like, like a athlete practicing a sport, you know, being faithful to that practice. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. For sure. Bradley, so as a believer, what would you say are some words of wisdom for people out there, especially our younger listeners, who might be nervous or worried or they might be cognizant and think about what other people might think about them if they live out their faith, if they're cool, if they're not cool, 
how they're going to balance, you know, having these relationships and friendships, but still making sure that God is important in their life? Um, I think that's a really good question. I feel like I'm kind of a younger person too. So, um, I guess, I guess I have struggled. I feel like I've struggled with vanity a lot, like caring what other people think about me. Um, and I think that one thing that, um, the preacher father Chris said to me was, um, ultimately it really doesn't matter what other people think of you as long as you know who you are and most importantly like whose you are Mm. and like that's something when like I start to think about like what other people might think of me I just repeat that and I think that really really helps me um I guess your question on how to balance fitting in and doing and in, in remaining and remaining faithful, I mean, I don't really think there is a balance. I feel like if you re- remain faithful and you try to fo- follow Christ, like if people don't like that, then they don't like that. But I think that it is, it's it's such a good thing, and like following God's will makes you a better person that people want to be around. And if you're doing all you can to strive to do God's will in your life, people are going to want to be around you. Um, And some people aren't, though. Some people are going to be like, he's weird. Like, I'm going to go play video games. (laughs) 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 No, that's great. That's great, Bradley. You're... 100% 100% on point. I couldn't agree with you anymore because I've also noticed that if people don't like it, then as you mentioned, they don't like it too bad. You know, you're not going to compromise who you are. And you mentioned whose you are, a child of God, somebody that has the Lord in their life, who is transforming their life and leading them to that full and abundant life that can give you such peace and joy amidst all the trials and tribulations you're going to have walking on this earth because we all face it and whether people want to be upfront and confront their challenges or they want to try to run and hide from them they're going to have to face it one way or another so why wouldn't you want to do that with god by your side but also to understand that not everybody's going to agree with us and that's okay but you mentioned it and it's so true most people are going to be attracted to it because it's different how many times do you see younger people truly living out their faith and just being the best version of themselves every single day with great conviction? I don't know about you. I hope that it's happening more in the Midwest, but up here in the Northeast, it is bone dry. Okay. It's not an everyday thing. So when you come across somebody, it's like, wow, that person's different. They're walking with a swagger. And we're not just talking about, you know, being all into themselves. We're talking about having a sense of holiness, not because they're braggadocious in their own regard, but they know who they are and ultimately whose they are. And that's something that not a lot of people can say. And even though they don't have it always figured out, and those people are often the first to tell you that that's the case, they know that God has it figured out and they can trust and rely on him and he's going to open wide those pathways. So, yeah, that's, that's great insight. And before we have Garrett give us some advice or insight, I definitely got to give a big shout out to Father Chris, the Valpo Catholic and the St. T's community, uh, certainly leading younger people in a profound manner, having the privilege and honor to 
meet him during the mission has been great and uh, a lot of conversations thereafter but you guys are very blessed to have him as your leader and shepherd out there and to be able to relate to younger people and just the way that you guys have such great conversations uh hearing your testimonies when we were on mission was was really special now garrett have you had uh, some words of wisdom, some advice for people out there to stay rooted and grounded in their faith despite everything else going around them and the swirl of what other people think and what they care about? Um, well, Ian and Bradley say? have had some good points, and I think that Ian kind of hit on the hit the nail on the head with just trying to set uh, time aside. But one thing, just a great thing to get started, I think, are Bible studies because it's a great way even just once a week to set time aside that people keep you accountable for. And it'll also help you to meet other people that are interested in the faith. And maybe they're at the same place as you are, but it's, it's a way to meet people that won't judge you for being interested in the faith because they're also interested in the faith. Um, and so Bible studies, especially in college have been very influential in my faith journey. I've met some of my favorite people through Bible studies. Um, and, I think that inviting people to Bible studies and just inviting more people into the faith and knowing what it is that you want. Um, so I don't know if this analogy will make sense, but it's like if you know more about driving, it gives you more freedom to drive further and to go do things that you want to do. It's the same with the faith. The more you know about the faith, it gives you more freedom to do with the faith. And so I think that by just being with people that can teach you how to push yourself and to know more about the faith is something that everyone can learn from. Like even priests get together to talk about the faith more. Like everyone can always grow in the faith. Like it's amazing to me to see some, how deep people are in the relationship with God. And I feel so little sometimes, but also then I, I meet people that I'm just like, I want to, I want to help you. I want to give my knowledge to you. No, I love that. And the point that you made where you said even priests need to get together. But I would also say that no matter where people are in their faith journey or what their role is in terms of the church, that we can all learn from each other. And that's a great thing about Bible study and praying with other people and going through the scriptures is people will come up with different insights. God speaks to their heart in a different way. And they'll relay that to the group. And you might never have looked at it in that capacity. And you're like, wow, then something they say can spark something inside of you. And it could just take you to a new step in a direction that God was trying to tug you in. And it's like that launching pad. So I like how you're talking about the driving analogy. And I'm willing to challenge people out there because I know that during COVID, we got to do social distancing and these types of things. But I've actually been running a Bible study for young adults. And maybe you guys sometime will take a quote unquote drive with the group that I have, because what you're saying, if you were involved with uh, some other young adults and, and you could give this insight, it could do a lot of uh, good things to hear people from a different place and a different community and their insights. So I'll open that up as an invitation to you guys. You're more than welcome to join the Bible study that we have uh, over here in New York through the virtual uh, capacity. Anytime that you yeah, might yeah. want be awesome. to join yeah. us. That sounds like a, sounds like a great opportunity. 
Now, what saint or person from the Bible would you say that you most identify or admire and why? And let's see if we can keep it to a tweet version. Okay, you, uh, readers all, day, you hit us with it all right, I'll go ahead and start. Um, one person that has definitely spoken to me is Mary. Um, and so, just like you said, my little tweet version of it is um, she's totally open and trusting in God. She said yes at a very young age to bearing the son of God. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I mean, I'm a guy, so obviously not, but, um, <laughs> but like, that takes a lot of courage. And like, I desire to have that type of courage, but also she loved Jesus unconditionally as a mother. And like, she knew him better than anyone else probably. And like, I desire to know him in the same way as like my mom knows me. It's like, there's something special, the relationship between the mother mm. and the son. And that's, that's something that I've desired for a while. Awesome, man. Bradley? <laughs> um, it's going to sound pre- pretty generic because it is her feast day today. But uh, St. Therese of the Sioux, I think, was someone who kind of really stood out to me. Um, I guess she was just, like, an amazing saint. I read her autobiography this summer, and I feel like one of the things that kind of just stood out to me was, like her vision of like the little way of reaching holiness, not through doing all these great things, but through doing little things with a great amount of love. Um, I feel like the one thing that probably stood out to me the most was in her autobiography, she gave like this um, analogy of, um, I guess, like when Jesus was in the boat and they, they, they were out at sea and there was a storm raging, and Jesus was sleeping in the boat with them. And I just, she talked about how, like, there's going to be times when we're not going to hear God's voice. But in those moments, we can just be, like, we can just, like, we can just, like, stare at Jesus in the boat next to us and just love him. And I don't know. And even though he's not speaking to us, and even though, like, maybe our prayer is dry or we don't see him in other people or something's going really bad, um, I guess just know that he's there, I guess. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, Uh, Riley. For me, uh, kind of in a similar ballpark with with message, and I know we already kind of touched on her, but, um, yeah, my the saint that, yeah, I just, I I love a lot and just says, I feel like it's impacted my life so much is uh, Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Um, yeah, and I, similar to what Bradley was saying, just her just her message of doing small things with great love and just seeing like that ring true um, in different encounters and experiences in my life. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I'm so convicted. I am, I am so convicted of that that message and that truth that, you know, lives can change by just doing a small act, um, but doing it with great love. And so for that reason, just, yeah, uh, love me some mother Teresa. <laughs> Amen to that. Now you two guys have blown me away with your generosity, giving literally hundreds of dollars to Baseball Miracles, a nonprofit I work closely with to help impoverished children around the world. I couldn't be more grateful and more just honored for your generosity. I, it's just, again, I'm speechless because I express 
how important it is to try to make a difference in the lives of other people to a lot of my friends and family and those on social media. And we have a decent amount of outreach, but you two guys are actually the youngest people to donate. And not only that, you donated in the biggest way. And it just blew me away because here you are in college and a lot of times people are so self-focused with either what their career is going to be, paying off their student loans, their life situation, but you guys continue to show up and show out. And then I started to think about it more and it didn't surprise me when I was reflecting on the trip in Macy and I saw how you touched those kids' lives and it really clicked. And now our listeners hearing just how passionate you are about living out your faith and trying to brighten other people's lives. But the one question I got to ask, and I want you guys to speak on this and, and Garrett can give us his perspective as well, is why do you continue to seek to impact other people? And why is it important to remain selfless? Because that's an extremely admirable trait. And most young people don't get there for a yeah. very long time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think I think for me, um, what what drives me, um, well, obviously, what drives me the most is you know just God's grace working in my heart. But um, yeah, ultimately, like you know, looking back in my life, um, yeah, I, I I don't think before meeting Christ that um, I would have done you know half the things that that I've I've, I've done, but. Um, yeah, I think ultimately, like, after that retreat where God changed my life for the better and just blew me away with his love and his mercy and his grace for me, it's just has touched my heart so much to just, like, I just desire so much the same for other people. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, that's that's all through God's grace, like, working in my heart. Like, yeah, just, like, just knowing firsthand, experiencing like God's mercy in such a profound way. It's just like, it hits you so hard that like you, you can really never go back. You know, it's like when he, yeah, like I said, he just, he hit my life so much. Um, and yeah, I just definitely desire that for, for everybody else. Um, and actually, you know, you mentioned baseball miracles and I thought one thing that I wanted to share on that too was, um, you know, I didn't really know much about the cause, but um, I did. I I did know about the work that you do too, and so I just wanted to take a second too to just to thank you for all the work that you do as well. Because man, you're you're doing amazing things out here, like your your books, your podcasts, but you know, just everything you do, every conversation I have with you just just brightens up my heart, and you know, I can just see God through so much through you, and yeah, even not knowing about the cause, it's just like I know you, and I know you know the faith that you have, and just like yeah it was it was kind of a no-brainer in that regard so um so yeah thanks I, yeah i just really appreciate you for that wow ian that's uh more than generous <laughs> i don't know who you're talking about there can't be me <laughs> but in all seriousness though it's it's great to have a band of brothers folks so to speak and the three of you guys and others out there who are willing to be the workers in the vineyard and I think that's what it's all about. You know, God calls us in all different ways, but as long as we can live out our faith, we can share it with other people. We can try to ignite a spark inside of them so they can feel his love and his joy. 
That's what it's about. That's what we were put on this planet to do. We're put on this planet to love God and to love other people and to help them to journey home. And I really believe that people were to think of life in that capacity and understand and to take the initiative like you guys are doing on a continuous basis. I mean, the world would be just such a far better and brighter place. And thankfully, we have the likes of the three of you and, and your friends and others that you can continue to lay that groundwork and just be that beacon of hope because we need it. Bradley, why did you decide to get involved with Baseball Miracles and be so generous with your treasure, uh, donating and you know supporting kids that don't have that much? And maybe like Ian, you didn't know too much about the organization, but certainly you don't donate in that capacity like you guys did unless you believe in something or you have that um, fervent Yeah, heart. I mean, I could I could say um, that they needed a lot more than me, but really that's not that's not really the reason why I I guess I donated. Um, I guess kind of what I said before. Um, I guess to love someone is is a choice, and I guess I guess it's the same as what what we what we got the wristband on on the infantry. Oh, you do to to the least of these you did to mm. me. Um, I mean, that's showing showing love to God's children is is showing is showing God got love to God. Um, I guess you see all these amazing amazing saints who literally give up every single thing that they have and and just and just be missionaries of Christ. I I think that is so po- po- powerful and admirable. Um I uh I just think that is something so so amazing and um it's I guess it's all through the grace of God really. It's not it's not really anything that we do, but it's it's through Christ, I guess. Amen to that. And Garrett, for you, I mean, you spend a lot of your time helping to mentor people, to lead them in the faith, to make sure that you're accessible and being somebody who can help with the RCIA program and these other capacities to be like a prayer leader and a, a spiritual mentor. Why is that so important and valuable to you? Um, Why are you well, so dedicated? Kind of like that? they were saying with uh, the whole idea of love and it being um, kind of a choice and not a feeling. Um, I kind of view my friends as a sort of family. And if in a family people don't participate, it doesn't really work that well. So with especially the guys that are here today, I love making myself accessible and playing my part in the sort of family and loving them to the fullest that I can so that we can all grow um, and walk towards sainthood together. Um, because if I were to not treat them with the love that they deserve, then who am I to be bringing people into the faith um, like I did? Yeah, for sure. Well, Ian, Bradley, and Garrett, it's certainly been a great pleasure to have you join the Life to the Fullest podcast, the EF3 Life platform. I couldn't be more grateful and honored to have you on the air and for our listeners to have heard 
part of your journey and how faith has impacted each of your lives. It was definitely a pleasure to discuss faith, life, mission, as well as the many capacities you continue to brighten other people's lives. I wish you all the best with the continued work and being a great witness to build up that kingdom. And I know that you're going to do amazing things there out in Indiana and wherever God takes you. Yeah, man. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. I enjoyed it a lot. Sounds good. God bless. God bless. For EF3 and the Life to the Fullest podcast, I'm your host, Dan Jason. Make sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life. You can gain access to books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within. Keep putting in the work, praying it up, and walking with conviction by serving through love. Crush it out there and keep living life to the fullest.